exploring narratives of slavery in ancient novels and political texts. The perspective and characteristics of specific historical periods are often reflected in the literary texts produced and circulated at the time. Dr Andrea Binsfeld, an associate professor at University of Luxembourg, has conducted several studies examining narratives of slavery in ancient texts, including novels and political discourses. Her analyses outline, from a different perspective, the deep impact that the institution of slavery had in Greek and Roman societies. Slavery, the practice through which a person becomes another's property and is deprived of human rights, has officially been abolished in most countries worldwide. However, slavery-like forms of dependency are still widespread today, such as forced prostitution, forced labour, the sale of children as army recruits, and debt slavery on the basis of intergenerational contracts. In antiquity, enslavement was a fate that could, in principle, befall anyone. In ancient Rome and Greek society, anyone who could afford it could use slave labour to complete manual tasks. As such, slaves were used in almost all sectors, including agriculture, crafts, trade, mining, banking and finance, where they worked alongside free workers. Dr Andrea Binsfeld, an associate professor at University of Luxembourg, with a keen interest in ancient archaeology and history, recently wrote two papers exploring how deeply slavery was embedded in the thinking of ancient societies. Her aim was to pinpoint how slavery, enslaved humans and slave owners were depicted in ancient novels and political texts. In her first paper, Dr Binsfeld specifically looked at how ancient authors used images of slavery as metaphors to describe rulers and political relationships. Starting with an episode handed down in late antique sources, namely the humiliation of the Roman Emperor Galerius by his co-ruler Diocletian, her papers reveal the ubiquity of slavery narratives in antique literature. Narratives about emperors were interspersed with allusions to slavery, with many images of slavery in their everyday lives. She first summarises some of the ideas discussed by Professor Mary Nyquist. Nyquist suggests that in many texts throughout history, slavery was used to depict forms of political oppression. Subsequently, she sheds light on how Nyquist's idea of political slavery is reflected in ancient political texts, using slavery-related terms and metaphors to criticise an emperor's behaviour, his loss of authority, or his submission to another leader. Her paper specifically focuses on texts discussing Roman emperors of the Tetrarchy, who ruled at the end of the 3rd century and beginning of the 4th century AD. The rule of the Tetrarchs was a new form of reign, characterised by clear hierarchies and subordination. It was a form of royal representation and not a republic one. Ancient authors use metaphors of slavery to stress this royal character of the Tetrarchic rule. Dr Binsfeld looked at an ancient text written by the Roman historian Eutrop in the late 4th century AD narrating the conflict between the Persian king Narsis and Roman Emperor Galerius that occurred in 296 AD. After Galerius's army was defeated in modern-day Turkey, he took refuge with his co-emperor Diocletian, who scolded and humiliated him, 
Subsequently, after triumphing in a second conflict with Narciss and returning to Diocletian, he was received with great honour. Dr Binsfeld notes that irrespective of how Diocletian expressed his discontent for Galerius's defeat, when describing their interactions, many writers use terms and metaphors that relate to slavery, dependence and subordination. For instance, some authors highlight how the subordinate Caesar Galerius walked on foot next to Augustus as he was on a cart, comparing their relationship to that between magistrates and servants. Similarly, when describing the proclamation of Valens by his brother Valentinian, the Roman historian Aminus Marcellinus referred to Valens as an apparitor, a civil servant who completed administrative tasks for magistrates. Dr Binsfeld also reflects on how, for subordinate emperors, a defeat in battle might have signified a loss of authority and downgrading, which would explain why writers metaphorically compared the relationship between Caesars and Augusti to that between slaves and masters. She also considers the possibility that ancient authors were sometimes using slavery analogies to criticise the tyrannical nature of a ruler or an usurper. For instance, the author Eutropius describes Diocletian as a master, which is a reference to slavery dynamics. Moreover, the term master, or dominus in Latin, is believed to have had negative connotations when used to describe an emperor, suggesting that he was perceived as a tyrant. In her second paper, Dr Binsfeld looks at how slavery-related language and analogies were used in ancient novels written by Cariton, Xenophon of Ephesus, Heliodorus and Achilles Tatius between the 1st and 4th century AD. In these books, slaves are ubiquitous, which reflects the reality of ancient times. However, there are also the main characters in these novels, and the experience of slavery is a driving force throughout their stories. These novels tell similar stories of two lovers who are separated, search for each other and finally meet again. When they first meet, the two lovers typically swear their love and loyalty to one another. Yet, this loyalty is repeated, put to the test during their time apart. After their separation, some of the characters are also robbed, held in captivity and enslaved by pirates or thieves. In her paper, Dr Binsfeld explained that in all the ancient novels she considered, the enslavement of protagonists appears to represent their decline and fall. In Xenophon of Ephesus, a five-book series written in the late 1st or 2nd century AD, the two protagonists are held captive, enslaved, tortured and forced to endure brutalities before they are finally freed and reunited. In these books, some slaves are portrayed as good and loyal, whereas many of the masters are described as cruel and tyrannical. Dr Binsfeld highlights how in this book, like the others she considered, the character's enslavement increases the story's suspense, while also highlighting the social decline, vulnerability, suffering and desperation of the protagonists before they are reunited. Interestingly, Dr Binsfeld also reflects on how images of slavery are often overturned and extremised in these novels to increase the story's suspense and drama. Dr Binsfeld's papers suggest that in Roman and Greek society, images from the world of slavery were used to describe several other relationship dynamics, including those between rulers and fictional characters. In political discourse, they were often used to criticise an emperor's behaviour or ruling style to illustrate his loss of authority or to highlight his position and subordination to Augustus.
In many ancient fictional novels, on the other hand, Dr Binsfeld found that slavery images were used to make plots more intricate and suspenseful, often following story arcs that involved the protagonist's social decline, enslavement and refound freedom. Overall, her texts show how strongly the idea of slavery was anchored in the thinking of ancient people, so much that slavery metaphors shaped different narratives in both political discourse and literary texts. This SciPod is a summary of the papers, slavery and its narratives in ancient novels, stories of decline and fall, and Dominus and Tyrannos, narratives of slavery in the political discourse of late antiquity, Joseph C. Miller Memorial Lecture Series, 2021. For further information, you can connect with Dr. Andrea Binsfeld at andrea.binsfeld, B-I-N-S-F-E-L-D, at uni.edu. L.U.